You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Happy Mother's Day to all moms. Um, this morning, just this is pretty relaxed, and um, I just did a. For those who moms, did any of you get breakfast in bed? Yeah. Awesome, that's wonderful. Glad, glad to know. Excellent, I love that. I love all these commercials. Did you see the commercial from Woolies about? about the Mother's Day and about the little heart kind of thing. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that's very cute. Where were they when, when uh, our kids were little? But anyway, I want to – I really uh, appreciate having Keith with me this morning. He, he said a few days ago, he goes – he said to um, other campus, I look, we're, you know, Janet's um, children, our children can't be with her, but I'm going to be with her. And so you're going to do okay. And so I want to thank you for that. That really – Oh, uh, appreciate it. Mind you, it also points, yes, points, yes, I hear that. I hear that, darling. But then, it, but then, you know, I had to combat that whole, like, a little bit of the nerves kind of thing happening. But then I thought, no, Jesus, you knew all about this. Anyway, I, I have, Keith and I have two adult children, and um, I just wanted to share with you what they wrote. Our, our uh, eldest daughter, well, we have a daughter and a son. We have our only daughter, yes, Erica. And I just wanted to share what she read, what she sent. She, um, we went out to breakfast, all of us, and it was great. And um, she's 35. And um, so she wrote, hey there, Mama Bear. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to try to um, read her handwriting because she's interesting. She's kind of like Keith. It's just really interesting. She's creative, that is true. Today we celebrate you and your selfless ways. High and low, you have stayed the course, even on the darkest days. Your love and fury became a force that led us on the path divine. To show that um, your family is true and kind. Happy Mother's Day. And our... Um, son, John and his wife, Sarah, and the family, they wrote, Happy Mother's Day, Mama. We are so thankful for all that you are and that all and all that you do. God's greatest blessing was making us your children. We are honored to be influenced by such an inspiring, passionate, and loving woman. We love you so much. Have a great day. Now, I'm reading those to you because I can tell you that when they were young, I really struggled. I thought I failed as a mother. That I, there was just so many things. I'm thinking, God, what were you thinking of when you decided to let me be a mom? And, and that's what I'm kind of wanting to talk about this morning. Just, just something that God has been showing me over the years. But when you're a mom, and you do, have, you any, have any of you felt like you failed? Well, I certainly have. And, and, um, and I know that as parents, sometimes, when you know, dad, we, all, we all feel like we've done that. But you know what? When you have something like that and it's sent to you, after all those mistakes that you've made that you thought that were horrible, 
and that how, how is your children going to survive, <laughs> that when they say things like that, that, that says, I'm a champion. I'm a champion to my, I'm a mama bear and I'm loved by my kids, so I must have not done too terrible of a job. <laughs> anyway, I was looking up, you know, it was funny, it was, it was interesting. Um, you can put that um, mothers, it's just what God wanted, you know, that. It was funny, um, last night I was, had completed my sermon and I was just sitting there relaxing and I get this text from Darren, so, so what is the, um, the title? And I'm like, oh, a title. And, and, I, and I said to Keith, he wants a title. And, <laughs> and I'm like, what is, why am I, you know, anyway, I had to think about that. And um, mothers, just what God wanted. And actually, I thought of the, um, just what the doctor ordered. But I thought, no, let's, we won't do that as a doctor. We've done all of those things, right? And anyway, I looked on Google. Google knows all. <laughs> Have you not been, you know, like, I'm just really discovering that. And what happens, okay, here you go, here's one. I start, and then I go, oh, that has that link, and so I do that. Oh, so an hour later, so anyway... <laughs> I got a little bit of trivia on Mother's Day. I thought, oh, this is really good. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Anyway, it's only a few bits. It's been more than 100 years since Woodrow Wilson proclaimed Mother's Day on the second, for, uh, on every second, on the second Sunday in May. Started in 1914. I didn't know that. Woodrow Wilson was one of the presidents of the United States. And obviously, he proclaimed that. So there you go. Here's another bit of trivia. Mother's Day is one of the most special days in all the year. We're told there are more telephone calls made on Mother's Day than any other time of the year. There you go. So if you haven't called your mother, make sure you do, but after the service. Don't text her now. Did she? No, yes. Wait after. As a matter of fact, my mother lives in America, so I was trying to work it out. I was telling somebody today that, so I think I'll call her 10 o'clock tonight. So that means it's probably early in the morning. So we're both Mother's Day. You know, you got to have to do that when you're, anyway, did you know, this is about children. A three-year-old's voice is louder than 200 adults crowded in a restaurant. Who knows that? Who knows that? You Crowd in 200, but I'll tell you what, it's true, isn't it? I don't know about you, but man, a, a voice will come out and every mother knows their child. It's, just, it's quite extraordinary. Here's a little trivia. Plastic toys do not like ovens. Here's another one. Always check the oven before turning it on. How many of us open up the, I thought it was just because, you know, make sure that, that there's no trays or anything there. I didn't think about no children, you know, having children in there, making sure there's no kids on there when you turn on that oven or toys. When you hear the toilet flush and the words, uh-oh, it's already too late. No point. No point. A little boy 
this is funny. A little boy was attending a first, his first wedding. After the service, his mother asked him, Son, do you know how many women a man is allowed to marry? Sixteen, the little boy replied. His mother was shocked. She goes, what do you mean, 16? He said, it's easy, the little boy said. All you have to do is add up, like the pastor said, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer. 16, what is so hard about that, right? <laughs> yes. Anyway, I got so, a little more trivia. Mothers, I thought I'd put in mothers. A dumb waiter. One who asks the if the children would care to order a dessert. A dumb waiter. I thought that was kind of funny. I don't, and, and here's a mother saying, I don't want to sleep like a baby. I just want to sleep like my husband. <laughs> and I can understand that one. When our son, when our son <laughs> was a baby, <laughs> I can't imagine. And even with, er uh, even with when Erica was little, he was amazing how he was deaf and dumb, and he was just totally asleep. So I used to, as I would get out of the bed, I'd kick him just to make sure he was awake. But he still played dead. He still played that he was asleep. Anyway, my kids call yelling, calling it yelling when I raise my voice. I call it motivational speaking for the selective listener. I like that. Embarrassing my children. Just one more service I offer. It doesn't matter what age. doesn't matter. We will embarrass you. Amen. <laughs> but you know what? Life, is, is, life for a mom is an up and down, is a roller coaster of, full of emotions. We have highs. We have lows. We have in-betweens. We, we sometimes can feel that we're failing. Sometimes we think we're doing a pretty good job. And, but, but this special day of the year, we get this amazing opportunity to honor all mothers for their sacrifice, for their love, for devotion, for determination, for faith, and that never give up attitude. We honor you, and I just want to honor you. I think dads, come on, and people, we honor our moms. With that in mind, honoring moms, I want to share and encourage all of us here today, particularly moms. And Psalm 139 that I have found um, particularly significant and an impact in my life over the last several years. You know, there was times, you know, I was... As a mom, I would lose, you know, like one of those things about, you know, yelling at your children, you know, whatever. I would sometimes, was quite insecure and thinking I am failing as a mom. And I would come to bed sometimes and I'd pull that, the blanket up to my chin and thinking, oh my goodness, I have failed again. And I don't know if you have experienced that. It's not always been a real little easy easy thing as being a mom and, and of dad, of course, but, but um, just feeling as a mom because, you know, we birth these babies and we're thinking, my goodness, we're failing. Now, sometimes, like I'm saying, it's not all the time, but I don't know about you, 
but man, you know, I, I have. I, and then when I get emails and I, when I get messages and cards like that, I go, thank you, Jesus. You are, you are still in control. And, it, and this several years ago, like I said, Psalm 39 was just, I got revelation. How many of us know that we could be reading a portion of the scripture of the word of God and just we have maybe have reading it for 20 years and then suddenly something happens and you have a new revelation and it's like freedom comes from the inside out. You know, we've been talking about freedom from the inside out, not from the outside in because, you know, frankly, as we know, every, it can change from day to day, hour to hour when you have young children. Or older children. Do you know, I don't know if for, maybe I shouldn't say this, but you know, when your children were young, you got concerned with them and stuff, and you, you, you're thinking, am I going to, you know, are they going to make it? Am I going to make it? And you think maybe once they grow up that that ceases. Well, guess what? It doesn't. And you are a mom forever. You're a mom for life, a dad for life. Anyway... It's changed my attitude, Psalm 139, towards who I am as a follower of Jesus. And I'm a successful mom. And I was standing here and I am a successful grandma. And it is from the inside out. And I pray that this morning, that as we look at the scripture, that you can look at it in a new way. A way that, that will open your eyes and think, yeah, I'm successful. I am not a failure. No matter what everything looks like, God can redeem it all. So if you have your Bibles, and it should be up there, but it's Psalm 139, 13 to 18. I mean, all of 139 is just awesome. But this particular just like yelled out to me years, several years ago. You made all my delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't count. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I'm awake, you are still with me. The first thing he showed me was that I was created just the way God wanted me to be. And I, and to you, you were created just the way God wanted you to be. That's what his word says. That's what we, we go on. In verse, those, those verses of um, 13 to 15, it says, you made all the delicate inner parts, my body, of, of my body, you knit me together in my mother's womb, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. And all the men can say amen on that one because, boy, are we complex <laughs> and proud of it. Yep, yep, I see a few of them. There you go, like that. Yep, 
Yep. And thank God we just keep you all on your toes. I love it. Anyway, you made me wonderfully cut. What did you say? Oh, yeah, okay. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, and I was woven together in the dark of the womb. I'm glad that God was watching, and he's watched every one of us, and he's watched our children as they were being formed. Before the Lord gave me a revelation, I would beat myself up regularly as a mom. And I will share only one example. I had so many failures, or at least so I thought, for many years. And it was hard to pick one. And so I decided, I think this one was probably one of the worst, but I don't know. And I am sure Keith could remember more, but um, I'm only going to share this one. And it was when we lived in South Australia. Erica was about three years old. Jono was 20 months. And we were, the kids and me, just me alone, so I paint the picture. We went to Big W, or I can't remember what the shop was, but one of those shops. And you know what it's like. You're going with the trolley. Got the one in the front. You got the one in the back. All good. You go past the lolly. You try to avoid it, but they would put it in aisles that you thought would not be in there, but would be that was there. Or toys. Well, Erica started. I want lollies. I want the toy, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no. We all can go with that, right? So this is in the middle of the store. Well, Erica just starts getting louder and crying and saying, I want a toy. I want lollies, blah, 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 blah. And if those who know my daughter, you would think butter would melt in her mouth. But she was very interesting. She was very used to getting her way. So anyway, <clears throat> I got clever, didn't I? And I said to her, if you don't stop your crying and your whining, I'm going to give you something to cry about. How many of us have done that one? That just, yep, there you go. I hear, see that hand or I see another hand, you know. And anyway, I, so I'm thinking, and I would get, well, I had to follow through, didn't I? Because she didn't stop. So I gave her just a tap on this leg. Well, you would have thought I had taken about that much of a thick belt and beat her, right? Well, she started crying. And Jono, of course, started crying because he decided he'd feel sorry for her. So they both were starting to cry. And I said, I said, I threatened him. I said, if you don't stop crying and settle down, I will take you out into the car and spank both of you again. What was I thinking? I had to follow through because they didn't stop. So I'm worked up. I'm embarrassed. I, hadn't, I had stuff in there in the trolley. I picked them up and off we go. Of course, then it changed to, uh-oh, she really means business. So then they're saying, I promise I won't go. And I'm like, too late, too late. By the time we got into the car, we were all crying. We were all crying, I'm telling you. He was crying, she was crying, and I was crying. And I'm going, I'm taking you to your father. And I loaded them in the, and Keith was only just like, uh, just a half a 
I don't know, just not very far, just a few places away, streets away. Load them up, get over there. <laughs> now, you got to understand, he's at the office at the church, and it was a ministry center. I opened the door, and I laugh, I'm sorry. I still laugh to this day. I could just imagine he's in the, in the back because you, you go into the front doors. There's this great big area, and there's this little, this hallway. And it goes back a little bit, and so he's at the very back. And all he could hear was this crying and yelling coming from three people, and he knew all three of them. Me, Erica, and Jono. Needless to say, we we got it sorted. I don't remember. I think my brain shut off after that. Keith would probably be able to remember what happened. Um, But anyway, but that's just one. So I understand about how frustration and how you're trying to do the right thing And it just gets worse. And it was a disaster. It was no doubt about it. So I'm saying to you this morning, with all of your so-called imperfections that you think that you have and the thoughts that you are failing as a mother or a parent, God is able to redeem any and all situations and use them for his own good. God never does anything accidentally, and he never makes mistakes. God's motive for creating you is his love. He settled it. He settled on you to be a mom, to be a parent. Ephesians 1.4 says, even before He made the world, God loved us, and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Isn't it awesome to have the word of God that no matter what we think the facts are, we have the truth. That settles it. Second is that he saw you, moms, parents, and he accepted you. That was another thing that he showed me. He knew what your parenting skills would be, or lack thereof, depending on what it was, depending on what day of the week or the month. And the reason I can say that in confidence is verse 16. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. That is like the key, the pivotal of it all, of that that chapter. How releasing is that? He is the alpha and the mega, the beginning and the end. I've said this before, that he's already been there. He's already has seen the end result. He knows that we have succeeded. He knows we've survived. He knows our children have survived. He sees it and he calls us. Not only that, but in another scripture, which blew me away, that freedom came when I realized that everything in my life, all of us, whether we're parents or not, he recorded our life and know where we're at. 
and accepted us and loved us before because he's already seen the future. In 2 Corinthians 3, 4 and 5, it says, We are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualifications come from God. He sees you. You're qualified. He sees you. You're qualified. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. He sees me. Qualified. Simone, you're qualified. Before that baby comes, you're qualified. Both of you are. All of us are. Finally, he thinks about you all the time. This still blows my mind. I get emotional. I, I was reading it this morning and I could feel myself just, he thinks about me. He thinks about you all the time. Well, I don't feel it. Well, that doesn't negate of what his word says. And this is what it says. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand. Just a bucket full of sand is like, what, impossible to count the, the grains of sand? And this is talking certainly more than a bucket. And when I wake up, you're still with me. We are the focus of his love and the most valuable of all his creation. And we all have feet of clay, but he gives us freedom and hope because of his love for us. And this morning, I just, it, it is uh, a different kind of a sermon because I wanted to share as a mom to a mom, as a mom to a parent, that we are so loved and so created the way God wanted us to be. So all those bits that we think, whether it's personality, whether it's the physical, whatever, that we think we should have been or whatever, God said, no, I've created you what I've created you. And that he saw you and accepted you, no matter how you feel of the day. Oh, look, to this morning, it was quite a, you know, who knows what happened this morning. You could have had not a very great day. The toast could have been burnt. The eggs were a bit on the soggy bit and all the rest. Or you've had a little argument with, with your spouse or the children. I've had them too on a Sunday and you have to, hello, we're the ministers, hello, everything's fine. But that doesn't negate of what God promises and what God says. And that is what we hold on to. That is what we say, you know what? I am not a failure. I'm a success. That's why I can stand and say to you, I am a successful mom, a successful grandmother. You know, um, just a side thing. I was just thinking about being a grandmother. You know, grandmothers have, as a grandmother, if you are one, um, awesome. You will be one day. But anyway, I thought, you know, and I always say, grandmothers or grandparents, we have all the perks, no responsibility. Don't we laugh, but it's, it's, the truth is we are. We do. 
we have, as, even as a grandparent, you, you've got a lot more experience and wisdom. Anyway, one of the things I realized recently, I do not do well with sickness. My grandkids, were, my grandsons were sick. And I was, particularly my one, one of them. And I was getting angry at him because he was sick. And I'm like, it was deja vu. Because I realized I used to get upset and get angry angry of one of my kids when they were sick because you and I had to think about that when of course I'm so sorry you know whenever to my grandkids to my whatever to my kids and I realized what it was was I felt that I had no control so then I had to start thinking about what does that mean like I want everybody to be better I want everybody to be whole. I want my children and my grandchildren not to have any sickness. And if I could take it upon me, and how much many of us say that, if I could, I would have it on me. When my grandson, love I shared before, when he was hit by the car, every one of us, grandparents, parents, we would have betrayed their places for our kids. And you would as a parent. But saying that, um, I just, yeah, it, it, it was just that, that moment, and I thought, okay, God, that is something that you're taking me on a new journey, that I need to get better at about that. But that doesn't mean that I was a failure. I'm still a success because I was able to gain traction with my grandson who was sick because I apologized and whatever, and he got through it, and awesome. Anyway, knowing this, I pray that you're encouraged today and that your heart will be lifted up. Todd, would you just come up, thanks, and start playing? Mother's Day is a day for celebrating and being thankful for his faithfulness. But God is greater than anything that we have going on in our lives and in our families' lives. Galatians 6, 9 says, Don't allow yourself to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonder harvest you've planted is coming. Don't give up. I love that. It was the passion. I, I read oh, the passion translation. Let me read it again. Don't allow yourself to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. How many of us are planting good seeds? Planting seeds for our children's future. For the season of reaping and wonder of harvest you've planted is coming. I believe prophetically for some of you, you're, you're going to see a harvest. Particularly those of us who have older older children but I'll tell you what those good seeds that you're planting you keep planting them you keep planting them you know when you put a seed in the ground and you cover it up you no longer see the seed but you see the growth when it starts and you can reap it and it's like awesome so don't give up this morning I've asked Beck and Rachel along with myself, we're going to prophesy over every woman here, every mom here. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand and come forward, kind of come to the right side, right here. And, but, you know, today, Jesus might be talking to you. Look, I, I don't know where you stand with God. I don't know if you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I don't know if you have fellowship or you've been doing a religious kind of thing, going through the motion. It's not, you know, you've just been doing that and at times being hard. 
but the Word of God says, but you know what? Today is your day of salvation. And 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4 said, I passed on to you that which is most important, that you also passed on to me, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, that he was, that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures. And it says in Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And so this morning, if that is you, and you need to say, you know what, I'm going to, to um, make a commitment to Jesus Christ, then at the end of the service, both pastors, Keith and Darren, will be over here to the left. Come up and see, see one of them so they can open the Word of God and show you His truth. But you, you might feel that, you know, that as I was preaching that, that, religious, that religious thing you've been going through, those motions, it's open to you. You need to come home. Because religion is death, but relationship is life and our life that we can have in Christ. So go over there and just say, hey, look, you know, I really need to come home. I need to just make things right. But this morning when I was praying... I sensed in my spirit that there are a few people here today who are struggling with a coldness in your heart towards God. I don't know what all the reason is, but I just, in my heart, I just felt there was a coldness. And you need someone to stand with you and break that hardness off of your heart. And please don't leave until you get it sorted. And I was thinking of a scripture, and it's in Ezekiel 3626 that I've really sensed that God was saying to me. He said, I will take, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. His word, if you have a cold heart towards him, if you're angry at him, if you're disappointed, if you have got this something going on. Moms or not, or, or a parent or not even, a single, a, a young person, whatever. If that's speaking to you, then, then just kind of like come here in the middle and, and I'd like to pray for you. So we're just going to pray and then, and then Darren's going to come over and just talk, say a couple of more things. But every mom, I would love you to come over here and we're going to prophesy over you. It is so important. And we just, it's been in my spirit to do that. Like I said, I've asked, I've asked Beck, Pastor Beck and Rachel to be with me. So Lord God, we give you thanks for moms. Lord, if they're not with us, Lord, I just want to thank you for their influence they've had on our lives. I want to thank you, Lord God, for moms that hearts have been hardened or or, who have been struggling in their feeling like they failed. I pray, Lord God, that you have revealed to them this, this morning that from the inside out, they will have freedom. That they would see that they have been created the way they've been created. They have been accepted how they, how you've wanted them, how you have accepted them, how you've created them, and that you love them. 
and that you love us, all of us. I want to give you thanks. Lord, I pray for those who you might be drawing them to yourself, to salvation, or coming home, spiritually coming home to the Father. And I pray for those who have a cold heart, that, Lord God, they won't leave this place because, Lord, we know it's not your will. So I pray you would encourage each of us today, wherever, where we're at in the, in the scope of whether we're parenting or not, that, Lord, we would be secure in what you've done in us and through us and with us and how you've called us and how you've created us. And we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.